and welcome to uh, something that's more of an experiment, something we've never really done here on Invasion the Podcast. Uh, by the way, I'm Paul, and there's Steve to my left. Hello, everyone. Uh, Steve brought to my attention that San Diego Comic-Con happened this past weekend, and I was oblivious. I was too busy watching uh, shark and whale movies to know what was going on. <laughs> and, and he mentioned, hey, that, that happened. Maybe we should talk about a little bit about it because it's kind of one of the bigger like pop culture i hate to use the word nerd anymore but like it's one of the bigger things like that we talk about a lot happens there yeah so we're going to do this little mini mini sode and for us mini who knows six hours uh, who, who really knows <laughs> uh kind of touching on some of the stuff that we wanted to mention uh and then then we're going to put put this up for you guys next day we're going to have our year of the knockoff with orca and jaws so look forward to that. But if you guys just want to hear some news, that's all this is going to be. And if you don't want to hear news, then just wait for the fish talk. That's what I got to say about that. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. First thing we want to mention, though, that there was bigger news that happened around Comic-Con. And yeah. we don't want to get into all the... the, the the it's it's James Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy three. He was let go by Disney because of a series of tweets that was resurfaced that have been discussed previously by him that he made like almost ten years ago. They were all the more poor, tasteless jokes, and he had already publicly discussed this. But for some reason, uh, one conservative Twitter like thing purposely put it all together, called it out, and Disney just cut him off. So. Gun was let go. That honestly shocked me on Friday. Yeah. I was talking to some friends. I was looking at my phone and I looked at it. It was one of those things where it's like, that can't be a real headline. And I read about it. So he was let go. No one's happy about this. Uh, the reason we mentioned it, um, you know, I there are people that do things that deserve punishment and deserve what's coming to them. And and I think Gunn has made it abundantly clear that he has shown regret for what he said 10 years ago. I said dumb shit ten years ago too. I probably said dumb shit last week, but I'm not. I'm not making Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. So right, yeah. and I believe the, this was all addressed anyways before he made the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you sent me that that story. I was at work. It was on Friday, and I'm like, uh, a. I was like, is this you know? Is this just you know garbage, or is it like you know something that's being made up or? You know, a joke or something along those lines. I didn't want to use the phrase fake news because I hate that term. But like, I was like, there's no way this is going to be real. So then I start digging into it. I'm like, holy shit, this is real. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing of it is, too, is, is that when it comes to um, the whole story, it's like it was, I mean, technically it was second day of Comic-Con, but I tend to think of Friday as like the first big day. Yeah, Thursday's like preview day yeah. or something, right? Yeah, whatever. And I was like... This is their announcement for Comic Con, like you know. When, when Disney says they're not really doing anything with movies, they literally mean yeah. that. No, no, it's it, he was supposed to be there presenting. Some, I guess there was some kind of horror movie project he was producing or, or writing or something that was going to be there, and he pulled out of that. And uh, the the reason we mentioned this not to go on and on about this because I mean I I can state my position of uh, you know has he made himself abundantly clear saying. I've grown as a person. I realized that these were horrible jokes and that they were jokes and that no, there was no other, he didn't physically do any of these things that he made jokes about. Has he moved on? Has he been about become a better person? I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Do I believe he should have been let go by Disney? Absolutely not. The reason we mentioned this because there is a petition out there. Um, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to look it up it's right now. It's on change.org. Yeah. Um, I signed it uh, earlier this week. I signed um, it too. You know, it, I, whether it does any good, who knows? Uh, I would really like to see James Gunn vindicated and, you know, 
uh, get a return to finish out his Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I my or trilogy, I should say. My concern is is that I wonder if Disney will have the smarts to back it up and be like, hey, you know, we made a mistake. We want to welcome him back to the family. Or someone if- pointed out that the Guardians of the Galaxy films are all about people that made shitty decisions and have found a way through family and learning about the differences of each other, becoming better people. Yeah. So letting him go after all this is kind of like it gets the message of those two movies, you know, and I that so yeah, I'm hoping I, I have a gut feeling and I'm gonna put this in my like recorded here and you guys can call me on it later. I think this is gonna get reversed at some point. I think that we haven't seen the end of the wave of people reacting and standing up for this because like Batista isn't happy about it. Um Chris Pratt like was kinda weirdly biblical about it and he didn't yeah. really say either way but other but nobody has said a negative thing about james gunn right they've all they've all commented on the situation and so and like i know sean gunn was basically saying i've seen my brother struggle with lose quote worrying about losing his edge because he came from the trauma line and we could talk all about that later where the, where the humor was crass and always kind of digging for like i don't know try to hit like the the the, the bottom and then try to find an inch or two below that sometimes with some other jokes yeah so he kind of you know he came from that kind of system and he was worried that becoming a mainstream director of a marvel property of a disney property he would lose some type of identity and he, it would soften his edge. Yeah, yeah, and he realized that he didn't even need that. That like that was a big thing he worried about. And it was. And, and Sean went on to say that his brother became better because of those movies, and he saw the change. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think of Gunn in the same way. Like he's a provocateur. I think of him very much in the same way that I think of um, uh, John Waters or um, you well, know even somebody like Sam Kinison or Richard you, Pryor. You can like, say and, Sam Raimi. Like the way yeah. he pushed buttons with some of the stuff he did in his films and still went on to make the Oz great and powerful for Disney. Yeah. You know? I mean, how much blood knows Evil Dead films? Well, <laughs> that's true. I I just, you know, I would don't want to drag it out here, but, you know, if you're one of the people who's listening to this, I'm going to guarantee that probably everybody who is listening has heard of the story and probably heard about the uh, petition, but I would just encourage you, if you haven't gone and signed it, please do. Um, it may not do anything, but hopefully it, per, you know, persuades Disney to reverse their action. Um, I will say my last thing about it is, is that if I'm DC right now or Warner Brothers... I'd be courting James Gunn like crazy. <laughs> yeah, bring us some of that Guardians of the hey, Galaxy magic. Hey, to hey the James DCU. Gunn, we have yeah. a Suicide Squad property that you will, <laughs> that your film willed this into existence. Can you come fix it for us? Like that would be. What you... So we tried Green Lantern once. It didn't work out yeah. for us. Uh, you seem to be pretty good with space epics. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, where Universal's just like come do something for us because we have nothing. We tried monsters. We oh had, We had Tom God. Cruise running around a lot. Didn't quite work. You know. <laughs> Put him in charge of the monsters universe. The dark universe. Yeah, you think about that. That would be oh. that'd be like trauma with a budget. That yeah, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, so um, actual Comic Con news. Uh, you said you had a couple things you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first story that I want to talk about is uh, uh, my is the only negative story that I have outside of James Gunn, obviously. But that wasn't technically a com- Comic Con story. Um, the first trailer for DC's online streaming service series, uh, Titans. Teen Titans or Titans, Titans uh, debuted, and like for the most part, I was digging it. And then there's a moment that happens. So we should backpedal a little bit. Yeah. Say DC's trying to do their own streaming service, which they've been. Every time I go on YouTube now, it's all the commercials I get for the streaming service, which is um, original content. 
Uh, some of their, I think like the Batman animated series is going to be on there. Wonder Woman TV series, like some, some good I stuff. I feel like everything that they'd ever done, either live action or um, cartoon wise, like, will be on there. The original Justice League pilot that no one ever speaks of is on yeah. there, probably not. <laughs> but, and they also have a digital comics portion of that too, which is kind of cool. But the reason people get streaming services anymore is because of original shows and this Titans one's supposed to be the one to launch it that people would, it's supposed to be their Star Trek discovery, you know, like this is why you get this. And the trailer is so dark and so dark and so dark. And then it just goes, it becomes even more like, wow, they went there. Yeah. I mean, like, understandably, you know, they're dealing with Dick Grayson. They've got him. You know, as Robin leading the Titans, and you know, if anybody read the Titans, knows that there was a period of time where Batman and Robin certainly had um, a falling out. They agreed to see other people. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is before Robin becomes Rob, Nightwing. Robin's but... like, listen, I need another, I need another Bat Daddy right now. <laughs> and it's been rewritten a couple of different times within DC continuity, thanks to multiple reboots and things like that. But the long, long and the short of it is, is that you know he has a falling out with batman goes his own way uh forms titans with four other heroes um but you know the trailer you know for all for what it was i was like you know three quarters of the way in i'm like ah, oh, it doesn't look bad no the like budget it, it looks like there's budget there yeah. it looks like there, there's definitely a world they de- when i say dark the atmosphere there's a good atmosphere established atmosphere i should say but then yeah there's a street fight and they're like where's batman yeah, and he says, and then DC. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like the people making the show are like, we know this guy Steve will want to watch the show. What's <laughs> the one thing that we can put in here that will make him not want to watch the show? And that's having Robin say F, F Batman, Batman, but not you know, yeah, you know he fools on. He just dro- he drops the F bird right there. Robin drops the F bird on all these guys, and I don't know if the members, the people that are fighting him, are more like, oh no, it's Robin. He's going to beat us up, or it's like, whoa, did you just swear at Batman? We're out of here now because he's going to show up and he's not going to be happy. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you know, I try to, when I look at comics projects, whether it be an actual comic book or a series, I try to take myself as a 43-year-old man out of the equation. I try to think, (laughs) is this something that just doesn't appeal to me because I'm too old at this point? Or is it something that, like, if I was 14, I would have loved? I don't think I would have loved this at 14. I would have probably loved the action. You know, I probably would have liked, like, ooh, they're being adult with superheroes. But, like, I... you know, and I am not a prude. I use profanity all the time. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I do, you know. I'm and... proud that I use profanity all the time. <laughs> but it's such a off-putting moment in... For, for something... Okay, so the Titans is supposed to be more... It's not saying Teen Titans, but these are the yeah. younger heroes. It's supposed to be angsty, but... And it's like, I... And considering that there's the Teen Titans, like two cartoons that are out that are much more... Like kid friendly and like you know like I, not that I'm saying that DC is going to mix up their their brands because that's another thing they announced. We'll get to this in a second. I, I just because you're a direct streaming service that does give you creative license to do whatever you want and tell whatever story you want and you can do whatever you want with it and that's fine. HBO has proven time and time again, even though like they're now streaming, but they were you know the premium cable that they could have more latitude in presentation of of themes and elements and use you know, gratuitous, not gratuitous. Well, yeah, gratuitous sex and violence and swearing because they can, they're HBO. They can do it right. Westworld, but half of Westworld's naked bodies, you know, like you can do that. Um, 
I, just because you can, does that mean you should? And if this is your big flagship series on your streaming service, that's advertising the, you know, the Linda Carter wonder woman TV series, which is like relatively wholesome for being the seventies, you know, uh, and the Batman, the animated series, which, you know, has like very appealing elements to it. And, you know, showing the like Superman movies, the Christopher Reeves, you know, it's like you're bringing, you're going to bring people like yourself that have, that actually probably have a family, that want to be like, these are the things I watched growing up. Now let's go watch Rob and swear at people. I don't know if that's the best way to do that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more of a character thing. It's not something that I could see happening. The only way I could see it happening is, is if he and Batman were having an argument and they're in the heat of the moment and the expletive came out, but not the like, cool like f batman like i'm so hot <laughs> like i don't know and you know the thing when it comes to i made it I, okay i'm gonna step I wish back your a second time. <laughs> yeah i mean i understand that dynamic and you know on the facebook page i had posted like oh did mark millar write this because i'm the i'm one of the few people who doesn't really enjoy his writing <laughs> like kick-ass high-fives him on the yeah. way out like yeah f batman it, yeah like it, it felt like that yeah. like you know um so yeah i just it was it was very off-putting and you shouldn't judge a book by its cover or in this case you know a show unless by the its cover has a swear word on it <laughs> sometimes those are the best books i guess so. um but you know and i try not to judge everything by its trailer you know but it was just it literally felt like it was like somebody specifically tailored it to be like instead of like what would he what would he really like what would he hate <laughs> In a DC trailer. Well, like, to go back to Guardians for a second. Remember the, the first teaser trailer where they had them all line up? And yeah. then you had Chris Pratt do like the wind-up toy with the middle finger, but they blurred it out. And he's like, oh, I don't know how this, this thing works. You're... And then you know, then you have John C. Riley being like, yeah, they're, they're kind of a bunch of dicks or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like you, you, you skirted that edge. You got up to the PG-13, and you know what's going on. And, I mean, that's a different aesthetic. That's a different crew, people. That's a different world. But it's like you can still – you can still have edge and still be appealing and not, I just, I mean, I, you, you know me, I've, I've warmed up to DC in the sense of it's the Arrowverse stuff and there's been books that we've read. I'm not that I'm like a DC hater. It's just that like, I'm not the first one to go running towards a project because all oh, it's DC, you know, Titan, like Teen Titans, Titans, whatever. Like that seems like that, that should be money in the bank for them. Like we're going to make our own series. We're going to use like like something you haven't seen before. But we're now we're going to divide everybody by having this line cross that wasn't even brought up to begin with. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, is this going to be your big sale, seller for your streaming service? Like, I don't know. I it mean, just, had I don't, said you know. like to hell with Batman, I would have been okay with that. Or like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not trying to make it Batman. Specific. You mean F man? Like to shut up. <laughs> And I don't try to make it specifically about the F word, but yeah. like, no, it I just, just think felt it, so out of character. It, it and was so tone deaf in the middle yeah. of that trailer. Like it hit, it hit with like lead. It's like, why is this happening? It didn't. And I'm sure they thought it was going to hit like a, a, you know, a slam dunk, you know, and it just, it, it, it barely even like hit the net. Like it was just, <laughs> it was a loud thud. Yeah. Um, so sure. yeah, that was, that was the first story that came out of Comic-Con, at least that I, was really like had strong opinions on, and I just want to mention that DC's five came out and said that the 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 term DCEU was never something that they ever said about their DC extended universe because Marvel has their Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Um, they now they've now said that they officially now call all projects that they do under the heading of Worlds of DC, which sounds like 
a shitty shop in the mall. Like, hey, I'm going to go to Cinnabon and stop by Worlds of DC later. What do you guys want? I don't know. I'll go see if I can go. Like, I just, it just feels a little like they know they have their the WB Arrowverse shows. They know they have their quote unquote cinematic universe that may or may not have movies that are all connected or not, you know, and now they have their, their, you know, streaming show. And then it's just like, I, I get it from a bird's eye view of like DC's always been all about multiverse. Like all the time, I just I, f- I feel like for the average like consumer of like you know pop culture and this stuff that's going to be confusing. Like I, I just I mean I don't know how they can make a clear unified like this is going to be a part of this movie universe. Like Wonder Woman and Aquaman are still together. Uh, Walking Phoenix with the Joker not together. You know like how do you how do you and say then the Jared Leto Jared Leto is the Joker. Joker. Yeah. Not you know yeah you know. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is that they're just kind of throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. Well, and like Shazam is going to be part of the, you know, Wonder Woman and like they, they, they their trailer showed that that's tied into the what do you want to call it the Dawn of Justice universe. Uh-huh. I, what do you what do you call that? I mean, the people Justice were calling, League universe. People I don't, were calling it the, the Snyderverse for a long Snyder, time. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that actually is the second story that I want to talk about. Yeah. Was their two trailer debuts, Aquaman and Shazam. Um, uh, quickly, uh, Aquaman, um, James Wan's directing, he's a talented guy, um, he's knocked it, I, I always do that, why, he knocked it out of the park, I don't know why I seem to bring in, like, sports analogies. Well, because you love sports. Yes. And you're always just like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, like, he, he, all he wanted to do last week was talk about the World Cup, I'm like, no, we're going to talk about Mission Impossible. He was like, no, 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 I really just want to talk about anything other than Mission Impossible. But, uh, How about that soccer ball? <laughs> that soccer, that was pretty good, right? Yeah. My only thing with it was, is, uh, well, okay, so let me go back. I thought it looked cool. Um, I thought that uh, they were smart to just be like, let's just have them talk underwater and not really worry about it. Like, it's literally like, yeah, there's like, no... What you need to like, like like bubbles coming out of their mouths or if you remember in, in i wish it was word bubbles like actually like comic <laughs> word bubbles like the justice league movie if you remember they had to create an air bubble to talk for no yeah, reason at all I don't know. Like, so i just thought it was smart that they were like screw it let's just have them talk underwater and not worry about it seahorses to me <laughs> like, like what's going on like um <laughs> Beer me, like, I just whatever. I'm done with that. That's stupid. The yeah. environment looks cool. Um, the costumes all look cool. The villains, in particularly, look wonderful. Yeah, they look like their comic book counterparts, from yeah. what I know. Again, I Aquaman's I mean, kind of a blind spot for me. Let's be honest here. You know, <laughs> Black Mana looks awesome. Yeah, like I've always liked the look of Black Mana. I couldn't tell you anything other than like he looked cool. The closest I have to like underwater hero affiliation is Stingray from like he's like a reserve, reserve, reserve Avenger. Okay, do you know what I'm talking about? No, no I was I'll, thinking it was a GI Joe character. Maybe, maybe there's one called Stingray as well. While you're talking, I'll show you Stingray. You're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I have for underwater heroes but yeah the trailer it looked okay it looked like it looks like it's tra- and as much as is a theme of him living in two worlds it feels like it's a trailer living in two worlds like it wants to have one foot in the Zack snyder aesthetic but then one foot in the patty jenkins we can have fun with this yeah i mean and- that's the one thing that i felt hurt wonder woman and i feel like it kind of doesn't help this trailer like i wish Juan would have had a little bit more freedom to be like, I'm going to create at least the aesthetic. But a lot of that was already in place due to, you know, Zack Snyder uh, 
doing Man of Steel. Yeah, because I mean the, the pre-vis on this and, had to be three year, three or four years ago yeah. at least, right? So, so a lot of those uh, elements that, are probably that's Stingray. Do you know Stingray? You've seen him before. No, oh, okay. he looks like Falcon, but with like underwater uh, Falcon with yeah, like no uh, face. He the, he's like underwater Dark Darkhawk. That's probably why I like him. But anyway, so underwater anyway. Darkhawk. Dark yeah, underwater hawk that's that's my new superhero but, <laughs> no the trailer looked okay it's just that i felt like they're trying to be like oh momoa he can be funny let's make sure we get a couple one-liners in here and they're not really one-liners it's they more didn't like, hit though like no they didn't it was land. all weird was the, yeah. yeah they were watered down if you would, you know so to speak but the trailer's okay considering that when this was all these movies were announced we're like aquaman's getting a movie like what's going on with that and this is the one we're kind of like it might be okay. Like yeah. after. Well, after I mean, that everything. was he was one of the few bright spots of Justice the Justice League, League movie. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm still on board with it. I mean, I can at least say that there was nothing in it that made me go, "Ugh, I'm not seeing that." Yeah. So that's that's a plus. Um, and then the trailer that I enjoyed more, which yes. was the Shazam trailer, which just looks a <laughs> lot like a lot of fun. And it literally feels like just big with a superhero. I just kind of I wish the DC logo would fall off and it'd be like this is secretly a Marvel film. Like, <laughs> like this guy's actually called Captain Marvel, but you're never going to know that in the movie. Um, yeah, like it looks like it's actually going to be fun, even though um, uh, Levi, what's his name, uh, Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Every so often, I'm like, why is Jimmy Fallon in that rubber suit? Like, it always, <laughs> like, I get like this weird like, and Zachary Levi, he's a funny dude. Like, yeah. and he's good. It's just, and I like. I like that um, someone pointed out that like the suit is looks very like the proportions are very comic booky on yeah. purpose because he's like not really I mean he's that but he's not he's a kid yeah and that, and yeah. I really like the fact that they're playing with that I loved the scene where he's in the convenience store and like they're kind of figuring out things that he can and can't he's like do. oh you're bold of mute he's like you're dead like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and the next shot is just those guys going out the door but I think the, my favorite or the window my favorite thing though is him walking away later where he's like eating a bunch of food and like they're carrying stuff and he's yeah. like hey I'm a superhero like people are walking <laughs> yeah, by he's like there's a girl walking by he's like I'm a superhero he's just like, holding a bunch of soda and candy and he's like walking with like a young like a teenager yeah like there has to they better call out that weird like why are you hanging out with that older man like type of thing but i like that they showed briefly him walking somewhere as a teenager and yelling out the word shazam yeah and changing like it, of all the you know the dc properties that are a bit oddball uh captain marvel is one of one of them right but he could also be a really cool character yeah and so I, you know, I'm, I'm interested. This is, this is one that I know I could take my wife to and she'll be like, I don't know what this is. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's going to be ridiculous. And I know she'll love it. And that's going to be, for me, that's high praise that I can go into like one of these films without having to be like, here's what this character's all about. Cause I'll be like, I honestly don't know. Cause yeah. I mean, my knowledge I mean, really, of Captain Marvel is not, well, that Captain Marvel, not, well, Shazam yes. is not good. Like I don't have a strong knowledge of him. Which is funny because like uh, when I first started uh, collecting comics, I had bought some Shazam comics, and they were called Shazam at that time. And I remember like there being you know the Captain Marvel in the Marvel universe, and then I think they did allude to him as being Captain Marvel as well, the DC universe. So like there was a period where I was kind of confused. Yeah, like, I was like I don't know why he's called this versus that, and um, but. You know, Shazam is actually the way he was introduced to me. Yeah. So that's how I think of him. So like, I I'm not put off by that name or anything. No, they're and they're not going to say it because I mean, there's a weird 
it's this whole thing where they had the name and then they let the name lapse. Then Marvel stepped in and was like, we bought the rights because we're Marvel and now we have a Captain Marvel. And it became this confusing thing. And then the, the further confuse it in the more recent Captain Marvel comic for Marvel, they're doing this whole multiverse thing. And I guess in one of the frames, they show all the different Captain Marvels. And then there's like a kind of a cut frame where you see just part of the suit of Shazam, <laughs> like kind of like yeah. they, it's colored a little differently, but everyone's like, oh crap, they're bringing in that Captain Marvel too. It's kind of like a nod that this is affecting like all, I thought that was kind of a nice little yeah. like olive branch. I love the know? little Easter eggs that they pop into comics sometimes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be, I would be surprised if at some point, like he's trying to come up with a name or something and like. Somebody starts to say Captain Marvel, and like he cuts him off or something. Like, yeah, because whole thing is like if if your if your power is based in saying the word Shazam, you can't go up to people and be like, "Hi, my name is Shazam," because you're going to flicker <laughs> in and out between being a young boy and like Zachary Levi in yeah. a muscle suit. So how do you get around that? I don't know if it's just more like you have to speak it with like like heart like yeah. like i really mean saying at this time i'm going to turn my power on as opposed to it's just the name i gave myself it's it's kind of confusing yeah you know? i i was actually really happy with that trailer so i'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that movie Me too. um hopefully there's no moment uh you know in a second trailer where he says f superman <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that would be great wouldn't it just be like oh we got you guys in on the fun now here's the dark <laughs> like, just... second trailer is him just nothing it's, but it's, killing it, dude it, it, it's, it's the rock as black Adam showing up and just breaking his neck and we're done. Right. Like that's because black Adam is supposed to be like the counterpart to Shazam. Right. Yeah. But I Kinda. understand. I don't think he's in that movie. No, I don't understand. I, DC. I don't know what you're doing with things. Can we just, I get the Marvel sometimes always does like the mirror image character of like what could have been similar power set. Always like it's always, they always pair them up generally against somebody of the same type. And, and that's why I was really happy with Ant-Man and the Wasp is good. They kind of changed that a little bit. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like DC is just like, nah, we're just going to, I don't know, whatever. Just <laughs> Yeah, we know that this, like, this is a weird concept, but then Black Adam's a weird concept too. No, no, we'll just do a separate movie with him. And say that they, they kind of look like each other, but it's not important. Like, it just feels weird to me. That'd be like doing like an Adam Warlock film for Marvel and then doing, um oh, what's his alter, like his... uh his twin, his evil twin, you know, Magus, M-A-G-U-S, I think, is like, they'd be like, we're just doing a Magus film separate. It looks like Adam Warlock, but he's like kind of silver. We don't know. Right. It's fine. It's just, we'll explain it later. You guys, you guys are going to eat this up, right? Just like you guys ate up Batman versus Superman. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that, you know, The Rock being The Rock, like they're like, oh, maybe we should find something bigger for him to do since he's going to carry whatever movie he's in. Because I think... I don't think he was the rock of today when they initially cast him. Like, he was a big name, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he'd had, like, three number one movies in a row behind him. Like, yeah. I feel like it was a couple years ago, and I think he hadn't even been in the franchise, the Fast and Furious franchise at that point, or maybe he was just being introduced to it. I think it. he was just being, yeah, I think you're right. So, you know, I think now they're probably like, oh, we should really do something bigger with the rock, you know, and uh, whether they do that or not, you know, we'll see, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, so far the worlds of DC um, <laughs> is a uh, a miss for Titans. It's near the Sabaro in the mall. Just so you know. <laughs> it's not the Disney store. The Disney store has way cooler merchandise, but Worlds of DC has has a lot more of it. <laughs> here's more. Here's more sports talk for you. Yeah. Uh, Titans is a swing and a miss so far. 
the uh, Aquaman trailer is a solid double, and uh, Shazam right now looks like a home run. Yeah, it looks like an in the park home run. Like, why yeah. did that happen? Uh, but and no one really believed it could. But it, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, um, all right. Was there? Uh, yeah, there's one more thing you wanted to mention. Yeah, one last thing I wanted to talk about, um, and this is the movie that I'm, you know, the most excited for going into the latter half of uh, 2018, and that's the uh, new version. Well, I shouldn't say the new version. The uh, sequel to Halloween that is essentially wiping out every other Halloween movie outside of the original and making a direct sequel to it, just titled Halloween, which I I'm surprised that people aren't like confused by that because it's just called Halloween. But I mean, we talk about DC having a messy universe. Halloween has a really messy yeah. universe as well. <laughs> and I've mentioned before that I don't care about any of that. Like some fans <laughs> get their panties all in twist, and I'm just like. There's so much inconsistency in the universe as it is. Like it's the same reason I don't get like, upset. like in reality. You mean there's just like the, the world doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Why are we worried about Halloween, guys? Well, that's a fair point too. But I, I meant in the movies. But like it's like with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I don't. There's so many inconsistencies. I don't think about them. I, yeah, I got too much else going on. Um, I'm so busy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> mapping out all of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, there was a panel um, split with uh, glass, oddly enough. Uh, the and, and that was not a, a pun using split, but um, <laughs> the uh, new M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Glass, which is a sequel to both Split and Unbreakable, uh, that was the first half of the panel, and then the second half of the panel was um, Halloween. And without going too much into Glass, I will say that I really enjoyed that trailer, and I'm curious to see what that, that movie's going to be. Yeah, you've um, seen Split, have you? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Shyamalan's redeemed himself. I just hope he doesn't follow his keys for the third yeah. film. That's all. So, and uh, you know, the Halloween um, panel had uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the biggest name of all, obviously, to be there. But uh, also um, Malik Akkad, who is his family has been the one who's been sort of shepherding the Halloween movie since the original. His father Mustafa originally was the producer on the film, going back to 1978 original halloween he passed away i think in the early 2000s um and his son's taken over i think for the last like 15 mm-hmm. years um jason blum obviously since it's a blumhouse production and uh the director david gordon green was there as well um there wasn't a ton of information in the panel in the sense that um jamie lee curtis did give some very inspiring words and she actually there was somebody who had survived uh, an attack going on at his house by thinking, what would Jamie Lee Curtis do? Um, hmm. And she went out in the audience and hugged him. It was like the winning moment of Comic-Con. Like Every story I read was like, Jamie Lee Curtis won Comic-Con by hugging man who survived a, a by, random by attack. By eating Activia a whole lot. That's what he did. <laughs> but uh, you know, she, she did talk a lot about... Uh, uh, women taking back their narrative and you know it being a big part of who Lori is. Um, she talks about the fact that you know back in the 70s, Lori, after going through that traumatic event, they probably would have just been like, okay, you go back to school the next day or something, you know, like... You know what your safe place is? The kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) They wouldn't have given her any sort of, you know, real mental health care and things like that and how it's kind of dominated her life ever since that moment. (laughs) They'd be like, Lori, get over it. It was just one night. Right. You know, like... <laughs> that would be terrible. But it's like, come on, come on. It was just—it was really like a bad. It was like a bad five to seven hours. You can get past this. It's fine. Yeah. 
but it, it also doesn't sound that far out of what the 70s were like. No. So, um, so yeah, I do understand, though, that you had an insider that you knew who was at the panel. Did you get any scoops from them? Oh, I didn't. Have, we haven't talked about that yet. They, oh. they were, uh, yeah, they we, that was your homework. That was my homework was to talk to people that were actually there. No, <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't tap any resources. Yeah, I um, mean, I did read a description. There was footage that was shown that was not released to the public. Um, it sounds like just basically, you know, without going into it too deep, it's it's basically Michael Myers doing scary Michael Myers shit. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a point I guess where he picks up a hammer and puts it down, and then finds a kitchen knife and picks that up, and um, a lot of the shape type. Uh, <clears throat> Um, spookiness, if you will. Uh, you can read the descriptions online. I won't go through them here, but uh, uh, I was really excited a for Halloween to get that big a coverage. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to lead into something you wanted to talk about because when was the last time a a horror movie, let alone like a forty year old franchise horror, was like the big story that came out of Comic Con? I yeah, I don't mean, know that I've ever. I, there was there was that it panel that people were excited about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It, it, it as an it chapter two not as in there was a panel and it you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway. um yeah like my big my big takeaway from this was that because uh marvel slash disney like with their big movie properties they didn't have anything to announce and i think they keep playing it close to their sleeve because obviously they haven't re- revealed the title of the new avengers film so why would they want to talk about future plans because for all we know there are no other movies we know there's other movies but yeah. they, they don't really want to and I respect that. Just keep some of the mystery. People are excited to see what happens. Then, you know what? The closer we get to the that movie, then talk about anything after that. That's fine. But you don't have to do it right now and spoil it like a year or two in advance. So I respect that. <clears throat> so there wasn't that. Um, I think Star Wars purposely, you know, took the round off because there is no movie coming out in December. And also I think that they realized that like maybe there was a little too much Star Wars recently. However, one thing I wanted to mention with that though is that that they announced that, like a, like they're going to put out another ten to twelve episodes of the Clone Wars animated series, kind of wrap up that series, which I think that's a kind of a cool move because people were wanting that, that kind of ended without a resolution, so they're actually going back and finishing that. So that's kind of a cool announcement. I like that. I never watched the series, but I know a lot of people liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence about it in the sense that uh, I'm very happy that Dave Filoni is doing it. Dave Filoni sort of. For lack of a better term, he's the George Lucas at Lucasfilm now. He's the guy who was his kind of utter study throughout the entire Clone Wars experience for the cartoons. He's the one who seems to be the most um, in that vein of storytelling. Um, He was also the guy who brought us Star Wars Rebels, which ran for the last four years. Um, My only hesitation with this is, is like... I kind of wish we'd stop going backwards with Star Wars. Well, yeah, but I guess the narrative didn't actually have an ending. I guess it's kind of well, stopped it, it because technically the bi- it did because there was Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, I don't know where the story ended with Rebel, not Rebels, um, Clone Wars. No, I don't know that. But the you're, series, I mean, no. Yeah, I, I get what you're I saying. You mean, yeah, but, but if it's like if if they still had like just a couple more hours to finish out the narrative that they were setting up for seasons and they're like, you know what? We're going to give that to you. I think that's a good call because especially this is going to be part of the Disney streaming service. And weirdly enough, all the clone troopers the entire time, they just say the F word. It's really weird. for an anime. No, um, They're like Yoda, F Yoda. And they just move on. Um, no, that, that's order 67 is just to add swear words to everything. F um, you Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, and so I, you know, it's because they want the complete package deal to be streaming. People can binge it. They, that's, that's what this is. It's worth more to have a complete series than an incomplete one. I get all that. So I thought that was cool. Um, I, and I, I bring this up, never watching a single frame of it. So I have no idea. 
Um, but what I was going to say is because of the lack of Star Wars film news and Marvel Cinematic film news dominating, usually it feels like those are the big elephants in the room. It gave the opportunity for Halloween. It gave the opportunity for DC to come out and be like, other than the Titans thing, be like, hey, guys, here's what we're, what's going on. And people can kind of have a moment to breathe and examine it. Sony came to the table with their Venom talk, which... I, that's kind of cool. They showed some footage and that they they uh, revealed some of the villains that are in the film. That's cool too. Still not enough for me to be super excited. I need to see more before yeah. I can get what's going on with that. Um, <clears throat> the one thing Marvel did do is they actually um, kind of focused on Iron Fist and showed a teaser for the second season and they showed some footage from the second season and everybody's like, we don't want to admit it, but it looks really good. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so it gave a chance for a lot of the stuff other to breathe and I, I so I like that because I feel like San Diego Comic-Con right now is becoming this whole thing of like, if you don't present something, no one's going to pay attention to you. And then it's like, at the same time, isn't this supposed to be a comic convention and not just like, you know, a press junket, like for yeah. everything? Like, cause Disney already has D 23, like they, everybody has their, but, and I wasn't there. Maybe it's the most amazing four days of my life. If I ever get a chance to go, but I feel like with everything going on, you're going to be missing something else. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I, so there, there's some good news here to talk about. Absolutely. I just, I'm starting to take a lot of this with a grain of salt just because they want to, people want to make a splash. They come in and they say their thing and it could still be a year and a half out. You don't, it's just, that's the tough part about this is like you, you're how much more excited can you make us for something that we're excited for? Right. And it, but Halloween having that, that panel and having Jane Lee Curtis there, that is, it's a known commodity that, you obviously it was, it's transformative in your life and for others too. But since there hasn't been always the best representation of it or the best, I don't, it's that's, that's not as big of a franchise that you can just go and throw out there and be like, there's a new Halloween coming and have most people get excited about it. So giving them a chance to talk about it and kind of maybe getting it out there to some of the other sites that wouldn't necessarily cover Halloween. I think that's a good move, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'll say about the Star Wars Clone Wars is that, uh, you know, when they announced five years ago when that they were canceling Clone Wars right after Disney bought uh, uh, Lucasfilm, you know, the fans had started a petition saying, you know, save Clone Wars, hashtag save Clone Wars. And I kind of feel like it's a little bit shitty that like star wars their whole thing was is like they ended their trailer with the uh hashtag clone wars it's, saved it's like not really clone wars prolonged yeah and i'm like i don't know that you can really claim that four years later like had it been like you know we decided to renew it a year later or you know after re-examining it i i don't know it just feels very much and i guess it's the whole thing's a marketing move, so I don't know why it's stuck in my craw, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt a little, not tasteless, but I, I kind of hoped that uh, they would think better of like, you know, calling it Star Wars saved when really, or Clone Wars saved when really it probably came down to them being like, we need another show for our streaming service. So. Yeah, I, I, I get it, but I mean, at least. <laughs> I, like, again, for the people that love that series, at least they're getting an ending. You know, that's that's cool. So I appreciate that. But I don't even, like... I, I, I don't know where the narrate. Like, I can't speak with any authority that, like, did the episode end with someone being like, and now we know so-and-so, it, it gets to black. And it's like, mm-hmm. cannot reveal because Disney has bought us, like, you know... No, I mean, it, like, it ends in the sense that, like, there's no episodes. But, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess the point of like, you know, like for instance, the show Lucifer, I don't watch it, but it did get saved by Netflix. Like there's a case of someone stepping in and saving something, and it, it was because of fans. Like I don't feel like they were like Star Clone Wars was saved because of the fans. It was saved because they're like, oh, we need another series for our, our streaming services. Yeah. The point so I was that's trying fair. to make. So, all right. Um, so I'm sorry for my uh, abject uh, negativity there, yeah. but I, you know, once uh, w- there are some other cool things that happened at Comic Con that once you, I don't know if you have nope. any more. Nope. Just bullet point them real quick. Let's just get. Some yeah, these quick are just news. rapid fire. Just things that I wanted to mention that I thought were cool. So. First one is is a Batman the Animated Series Deluxe Limited Edition box set of Blu-rays. It's going to uh, feature all 109 episodes, plus Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, and Batman and Mr. Freeze uh, Sub-Zero. Uh, the Ultimate Collector's Blu-ray set is going to be individually numbered for a limited edition release of 30,000. Uh, more than 2,000 copies were already pre-ordered within the first 24 hours of it going online. Um, if I didn't already have all the seasons plus those movies on DVD... I would consider getting them on Blu-ray, but I don't know that it's going to be that big of a jump for animation. That's her. An upgrade. But uh, that's definitely a cool announcement. Uh, Second one is also Batman-related. In the comic books, Batman is getting his classic look back. Uh, In following in the Superman uh, move of uh, bringing the trunks back, now Batman is going to be wearing his classic, more Batman-y type outfit that uh, uh, we all know and love. Um, The... Next one is a, a Marvel comic story. Shuri number one is going to be coming out, uh, which is a smart move by Marvel. Absolutely, getting ahead of this before you know Shuri gets her own movie, probably <laughs> you know soon enough. But uh, yeah, Shuri is going to get her own comic coming out. Uh, and I don't know how much of an Uncanny X Men reader you were, but uh, Uncanny X Men's returning as well. I here's me. I didn't know it was gone. Okay. I, that sounds bad because there's been so many X titles. I didn't realize that Uncanny was one of them that was gone for a while. So I, I haven't read since Astonishing. So. It's like Astonishing, Uncanny. Um, uh, you know what, what other ones are there? Amorous X Men. That's not right. That's not a one. The um, Amorous X Men. The Erotic Adventures of X Men. <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, I was like, oh, I I'll admit I didn't realize it was gone either. But I was like, oh, that's that's cool that they're bringing that title back. Um, the admonishing X Men, where they just like they just give everybody like you know what you did pretty good, you did good. Um, for those of you who are Frankenstein fans or Bernie Wrightson fans, uh, IDW is going to be releasing a artist edition of Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein. Have you ever seen Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein? I may have. I don't know what that is okay. though. Uh, basically, he did an adaptation of the story where um, it's not a comic in, in the sense that like it's just illustrations that go along with the story, and they're some of the most beautiful drawings you're ever okay. Gonna see. That's cool. Um, the artist editions, um, I have one for the um, Marvel Comics adaptation of The Empire Strikes Back by Al Williamson. Basically, they're printed at the board size. It's a reproduction of what the board actually looked like. It's the closest you're going to have to having that original artwork. Okay. And it's presented as the entire book. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and they're doing one of those for um, Frankenstein. I already have the book in hardcover, but I may have to double down <laughs> and buy this edition. Um Next up, uh, this is also from IDW, uh, George Romero uh, is giving us one last Dawn of the Dead style movie called uh, Road of the Dead, which sounds like it's Mad Max mer- uh, meets uh, his Dead series. Uh, that's going to be um, published as a comic book. It was the last thing that he was working on before he passed. Okay. 
Um, NECA as toys? Long, as long as it's not uh, Diamond Dead, like the album of Diamond Dead. You remember that? Like that was supposed to be the his film project with the the like a zombie glam band or something. I do not remember uh, that. It's I'm not making this up. It okay. didn't sound good at all. Yeah. Um, NECA has got some cool toys coming out. I'm just going to mention these because uh, I thought these were the ones that you also might be interested in. Uh, there's going to be a Karate Kid series, and one of the alternates is going to be Johnny Lawrence in the skeleton costume. Okay. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, there's going to be Golden Girls figures. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> just... uh, there's going to be a God of War, Ultimate Kratos, and Atreus figures. You showed that to me, and I don't want to know that it exists. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to buy as many like action figures, a.k.a. toys, because I don't have room to put them anywhere. Yeah, I don't either, but I still buy them. Yeah. Um, there's also... I gonna... mean, if there's an underwater, underwater hawk figure, like, underwater dark hawk figure, I'd buy that. It's just the... Um, it's just the same one I have, but someone just, threw, just, someone just threw in a bucket <laughs> of water. Like, here you go. This is underwater hawk, but here's $20, sir. <laughs> uh, there's also going to be Terminator 2 Kenner-inspired figures, which I think is kind of cool. They're doing like newer versions, but like with better molds and sculpts. That's cool. Um, and then uh, they're doing an Ultimate Michael Myers figure, which is probably going to be also something I'll be buying in October. Nice. Um, and then uh, just a couple more like toy news things. Mego, for those of you who watched uh, the toys are the toys that made us are probably familiar with Mego. Um, they were the toy company that sort of crumbled after Star Wars was put out by Kenner, mm -hmm. but uh, they had a very specific style to their figures. Uh, they're coming back, and they're going to be exclusive at tar Target. And their line is kind of all over the place. It's kind of like um, Funko in the sense that like. Uh, one of the figures is Alice, uh, the Brady Bunch's housekeeper, but another one is Peg Bundy from Married with Children. Uh, another one's the Lugosi Dracula. Uh, another one's the classic Wonder Woman. There's that is weird. Also going to be like a uh, Mirror Universe Kirk and Spock, which I saw pictures of those. Those look really cool, too. <laughs> um, and then uh, for Star Wars collectors, Hasbro's Black Series is bringing back uh, what they're calling the Archive Series, where they're going to re-release figures that were hard to find the first time around. Uh, the first lineup, I think, is going to include Luke Skywalker and X-Wing Pilot, uh, Boba Fett, uh, Bosk, IG-88, and I feel like there's one other that I'm missing. But uh, if you're somebody who was collecting those figures and didn't get them the first time around because they weren't on the shelves very long, this will be your chance to get them. And then my last announcement here is the one that I'm probably the most excited about. It is from Scream Factory. Scream Factory was like, hey, Steve, you have far too much <laughs> money, so here is uh, things that we're going to be putting out soon. Uh, they're going to be putting out a special edition, deluxe edition of Candyman, which I've already pre-ordered. Pre uh, this one's for Don't you. Don't say that to me, Times. Don't yeah. say that to me. <laughs> uh, the Critters box set, which if I had... That's one that I'm going to hold off on because I'm not as big of a Critters fan as you. But I, 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 it's just other than the fact that Critters is life doesn't mean that I'm a fan of it. I just <laughs> everything everything runs through Critters, and I've proven this with the Kevin Bacon game that everything goes back to Critters. Um, <clears throat> Sleepwalkers, which is a Stephen King adaptation. I, I just saw that in my news feed, and that movie is terrible. But it also uses the song Sleepwalk. Yeah, that is a really good instrumental and. Uh, Someone gets killed with the corn cob in the back. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. Uh, I, yeah, it's not, and what was the name of the, the name of the cat? Was Clovis, right? Yeah. The one cat. Yeah, it's cat people. It's a shitty film. It's Stephen King basically saying, "Hey, all my writing friends, you want a cameo in this horrible film?" Because <laughs> like all his, I, I forget who was all in that, but it's all these writers show up in that yeah. film. Yeah. 
why is that getting like a special edition release? Ugh. Well, Stephen King's it's, out again. You need to just just bump a reel of you know whatever your preferred <laughs> substance is and watch that in maximum overdrive back to back and be done. The next one here is something that I think uh, I'm going to be picking up. It's a movie that I just saw recently this year. Uh, it's a slasher movie with Charles Bronson in it called 10 to Midnight. I need to see this still. I know and my Bronson. I think and, we yeah. need to save that simply because we've talked about possibly doing canon films at some time in the future. And yeah. I feel like, because it was one of canon's first movies. Oh, so okay. I maybe, feel like maybe we hold off on that. Yeah. Okay, uh, but uh, there's also The Craft, which is oddly enough one of those those like big horror movies I that you can, I never I saw. I don't care what kind of glimmer you throw at me. I saw that in the theater. I saw that. In, I think I saw that in Toy Story the same day. Oh, really? If I remember right. Oddly different, very different experiences. Yeah, <laughs> that was like Neff Campbell was cute still. Like she, she's still cute. But I mean, she was. Say. It's like that's party of five like times. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean she's no, she's still cute. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, Neff Campbell. I know you're not listening, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Call me. Um, and then uh, the Urban Legends uh, movies, uh, Hammer. It looks like Hammer films are going to be starting coming out through Scream Factory. They're releasing uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and then lastly is uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, which I have the special edition of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night that they put out last year. I don't know that I'm going to pick this up only because if you've ever seen Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Half of it is reused footage from the first one because the first one was pulled out of theaters and they wanted to make money on it, so they made a second one and just put that footage back into it. Um, uh, I, I've seen them. I just it's been a long time. So yeah, uh, but Scream Factory has just been killing it lately, and no pun intended. But uh, they are easily right now my favorite uh, publisher or not publisher, but uh, purveyor of uh, Blu-rays and uh, special features. So. Nice. All right, so there you go. Um, a lot of news. <clears throat> but hey, you know what, you guys, you, you, you come to us for news. So that's going to do it uh, for this quick quick 48 minutes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be 20. <sighs> this quick almost hour of your time talking about San Diego Comic-Con. It was fun. Next week, um, we'll have more news stuff. We'll talk about that. But like, So enjoy this. And then if this didn't whet your appetite for Shark Week and some fish talk, you know, I don't know what will. But enjoy this. And then uh, and then tomorrow, check out uh, you know, our talk about Orca and uh, Jaws. Yeah. So, and if you guys had a story that we didn't cover or something yeah. that you thought was fun from San Diego, please let us know on the Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, till tomorrow, talk to you guys later. Bye.